you are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. This is the last week of our kind of summer series of uh, going through our journaling, reading together, and and then I would, whoever's communicating would be able to share something from our journaling reading. So we're in 1 John, and if you've been following with that, by the way, if you don't, have never gotten a journal yet, they are at the Resource Center at the Info Hub, and you can pick them up there, and it is a great opportunity, a great way for talking about we sing, singing this song of Jesus speaking to us, and us listening, a great opportunity for the Lord to speak to us by being in his word. This is his word to us. It's alive and active in it, and it communicates to us. By the way, didn't the worship team do a great job this morning and our kids? I was just, uh, as we were worshiping, I was just like, oh my word, this is the most amazing church ever. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow, how is it that I get to actually be a part of such a great church and, and uh, just so proud of everybody saying yes to Jesus. And so today, um, I, knowing that you are in church, I'm probably speaking to 90% of people who've already given their life to Jesus. There's a good chance that some of you are here um, who, who maybe you've been going to church for a while, but you've never committed your life to Jesus. And so today I'm speaking probably majority, majoritively, there's a word, um, to those who have already given their life to Christ, but I'll also speak to those who are still um, wanting to give their life to Jesus, and I'm, I'm going to give you that opportunity at the end of service. But um, we're going to be talking about today that that sometimes we can get so busy with life, we can get to the place where we, we begin to replace religious activity to the real, where there's real life, which is our relationship with Jesus. Because we've been talking about journaling, we've been talking about reading your Bible, we've been talking about, you know, it's important to regularly go to church, be in fellowship, all those things. But if we're not careful, we can start checking boxes and then realizing that we have kind of drifted away from the very thing that gives us life, from the very thing that gives us life. Jesus actually struggled mostly with the religious people. It was the religious people who knew what was right to do, and they had all of their laws they were following, and, and Jesus realized that, and he called them whitewashed tombs. In other words, like you're, from the outside, you're doing all the right thing, but on the inward place of their hearts and their souls, they were empty. And if we're not careful, even us who find ourselves coming to church, even myself who is, has the privilege of serving in a church, can easily get busy doing religious things and we lose our heart and lose our soul and actually lose our influence in this world if we're not careful. So today, we're going to be talking about letting our light shine. Letting our light shine before men that they would see the work of Christ in us. So we're going to read 1 John chapter 6. 1 John First uh, John chapter one, verse six. It says this, "If 
We say we have fellowship with him, him being Jesus. While we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. That one scripture has so much packed in it that it's going to take the next 20 minutes to really understand what it means. Well, we've, I've made a case for a, a challenge that's in front of us. The problem that we have of, of being religious, just going through the motions, in many ways saying that we have fellowship with Jesus. But yet we walk in darkness, meaning that our lives are, are no longer being illuminated to this world that so needs to see Jesus. The other thing I, I think is going to be interesting to talk about here is not only does it go on to say we're lying to ourselves, if we think that we're we are saying we have fellowship with him and then actually walk in darkness, but he's saying that, that in this moment that we have to realize that not only do we lie if we say that, but we're not practicing the truth. And I, and I love that word practice. How many of you uh, as a kid had to practice an instrument? Just out of curiosity, how many practice piano? Piano was one of your instruments. Now, the interesting thing about practicing, though, was that the expectation that you were going to be perfect from day one. No, the, the idea of, hey, you have to practice your instrument, you have to practice the piano, or how many people are in sports, or were in sports as kids, sports, you like sports, right? You had to practice your sport. How many free throws do you have to practice before you get good at making free throws in basketball? How many times do you have to like juggle the soccer ball and practice and practice and practice until you get good enough? But here he's saying that we have to practice the truth. Which means you're not going to always get it right. Anybody say, phew. I just want to let you know that the expectation for your life is not perfection. Praise God is right. But the expectation is that we are to walk in the light. And as we walk in the light, as we walk in fellowship with him and allowing his light to be illuminated in us and through us, then we realize that we are walking in truth. We are practicing walking in truth. Now, here's the other interesting thing. I don't know if your life is like mine, but I've made plenty of mistakes. But in that process of mistake-making, it's important to come to a realization. That's why repentance is so vitally important for us as followers of Jesus. Repentance is an acknowledgement of doing something wrong, but choosing to get up and go the opposite direction that caused this wrongdoing in your life. The religious person would come to church on Sunday and put on the facade that everything's good and you're living this perfect life. And social media gives you a great opportunity to live the fake life too, by the way. You live this persona, this fake life, and you, you do check all the right boxes. After all, I've read my Bible. After all, I've gone to church. After all, I've done this, this, this. And Jesus is saying that you're actually living a lie if you live that way. Because all you're doing is pretending. And you're not fooling the Lord. 
But the world needs a genuine witness of Jesus. I brought a prop. I meant to bring it up here earlier. So, cameraman, sorry about this. I'm walking off the screen. If you're um, online with us today, I want to thank you for being with us. Sorry I turned my back to you. I'm coming back into the light because I am a person of the light. There we go. Well, I, I, I took this off of my shelf this morning um, to use as a nice little illustration for you. Here we go. Let me read this verse to you again. If we say we have fellowship with Jesus while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Okay, what does walking in darkness mean? If you have a, uh, a phone for a moment, turn on your flashlight, if you will. All right, now use that phone and go to your neighbor and illuminate their head. <laughs> oh my word, look it. You are in the light. You are... I love it. Okay, so that's it. You can turn it off now. I, I love seeing everybody illuminated in the light. And you would not be walking in darkness at that moment in time. You're walking in the light. But here's what it is, and, and I think this is the songs that we sang today were the Lord orchestrated for us. This idea of fellowship really means a closeness with Jesus, that you're walking in relationship with him. And that's why religion kills and religion has no life in it, because the only place where life is found is in Jesus Christ. You could do all the great religious things and still go to hell. That might be extreme talk, but the reality is that where, where life is found is in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so when you are walking in this world and you're choosing to even walk your own way and not include a fellowship, a relationship with Jesus Christ, you're actually fooling yourselves to think you're, that you're walking in the light. You're actually just continuing to walk in the darkness. And the challenge with that is the world who already is in darkness doesn't see any light. And not only does, do we walk and stumble in the darkness, but the, the world around us who needs hope also can't see the light of Christ. So, the good thing about Time's getting more difficult around us. So the darkness continues to get darker. Is it gives an opportunity for the light to be brighter. So if this room was dark, let it be dark. There we go. You can now see the brightness of the light. Now let's turn the room back on for a second. It's not quite as bright when there's no darkness around. Now, I'm going to try one more thing. Turn on your flashlights again. Illuminate your neighbor's head <laughs> and let there be darkness. 
you know what? It's not so dark. Look at all these beautiful faces and people that you see around you. All right, let there be light. Ooh, I think God said that. So here's the reality in all of this. I want to encourage us, and I'm going to go on to this to saying, sometimes we need to talk about what God expects of us, what God, uh, what God wants from us, but I'm also going to say what God has for you. It's really important to balance it. I was praying this week, and I, I, I heard that voice, the Holy Spirit talking to me. and says, Mark, you, you do a good job of really calling people to what God is expecting of them. But he goes, you need to balance that by sharing, showing how much what I have for my people, for my children. He goes, like, I, I love them so much. I am so in love with these people. And so when we're talking about learning to be a light, walking in the light, and this is what it means. It means you have to slow your life down. It means you have to turn some devices off. And it means that you have to get alone with Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to walk in fellowship with you. That the distractions and the busyness of the world are such that I want to make sure I stay in tune and in step with what you're doing. So when we say we're walking in fellowship with Jesus, we're actually asking the Holy Spirit who is alive and well and is with us to not only speak to us, but we have the opportunity to hear his voice and respond. My concern for myself and my concern for our world that continues to go faster and faster and our distractions go higher and higher are that, that we have become numb to hearing God's voice. And so we satisfy ourselves by saying, I've, I've read the Bible, I've gone to church, I've done the religious duty. And I know that's not all of us. And I would probably say it's not the majority of us. However, I would say the tendency can be in a busy world that we can start checking boxes without realizing we're walking in the darkness at that point. Our light only shines is when we are in fellowship with Jesus and Jesus is walking with us or in us, the Holy Spirit in us. See, when we give our life to Jesus, his spirit now dwells in, in us. That's the Holy Spirit. But his light only shines when we choose to walk in fellowship with him. Scripture says, you know, when he's talking about being the light of the world, he says, don't, don't hide your light underneath a bushel. Because you won't be able to see. Nobody will see this light. Now, it's a little bit taller than expected, but you don't see it, right? Maybe the front row sees it, right? Don't let your light of your life, the light of Jesus Christ in your life, start to look like this, shrouded in darkness by the world. See, the reality is I truly believe you can give your life to Jesus but still walk in darkness, Meaning doesn't mean your salvation's at stake, but what I'm meaning is the world doesn't have a chance to see Jesus illuminating through your life. The way that Jesus illuminates through your life is you have to walk daily with him. So tomorrow morning, when you wake up, you're going to roll out of bed and you're going to say this. 
maybe not like this, but you're going to say something like this. Jesus, it's you and me today. Jesus, it's you and me today. We get to do life together today. Holy Spirit, I'm yours. I'm listening. Speak. We sang about that this morning. Here I am. Speak to me. Listening. I'm listening. Now, here's the under interesting thing. We talked about this a few weeks ago. We can be listening, but are we actually having action to the listening? All right, Lord, I'm going to do what you're asking of me. In that moment in time, then your light shines that the world can see. I've talked much about this, and, and it continues to just burn in my heart, and I don't always have the answers to it, but I, I think the answer is just this. Jesus, I'm walking with you today. Holy Spirit, I'm available for you today. I'm listening. Use me. But where New Hampshire is the least reached state in all of the 50 states, is it 51 or 50? It's 50. The territory of Puerto Rico is not a state, right? It's a territory. All right. What other territories do we have? Guam? Virgin Islands? Okay, well, it's not a history lesson right now. Okay, <laughs> off track. I am an American citizen. Just want to let you know. <laughs> Stay focused, Mark. <laughs> On the task at hand. All right. I haven't gone any through any of my notes. So let me just make some few points here. It's really easy to get complacent in knowing Jesus, but not living for Jesus. For people who first come to Christ, they live for Jesus because they're so hungry for him because that's all, they've, they've known what it was to live in darkness and to have their soul depleted. That they're on fire and in love with him. And I wonder if that's why the Bible tells us, watch that our love does not grow cold. So where I was going in this was understanding New Hampshire is the least reached of all the 50 states. And I wonder why there are those connections. I've said this so many times before, and I'm just racking my heart and my mind of like the opioid crisis, the foster care crisis, the, the fatherlessness and the motherlessness, the kids that don't have any grounding, the kids that are lost. And they turn to things that just keep robbing from their soul. I realize that Jesus is the only answer if the worship team was to come. But what I've also realized is that people most likely will not be coming into these church doors. We live in a society that doesn't even know where to turn. And, and their turning typically will be found in places that aren't healthy, that aren't good, when they're trying to ease their aching soul. And yet the church is to be 
When I say the church, not Grace Capital Church, the building of the church, the church is the people of Jesus, the people of God, the family of God, who are carriers of his presence, who are carriers of his light, who will be illuminating to a world around us like you put lights on your neighbor's head. You will be that kind of illuminating. This fall, when we're going to go into a new series, we're starting a new series next Sunday. It's really going to be learning about how to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus. And I know it's going to be the long weekend. Some of you are like, that's my last hurrah. And if you're gone, that's fine. Catch it online. But definitely I want you here if you can be here. Because in October, we're going to be starting our small groups again. Our small groups are not just for our kumbaya fellowship love on each other, just. There's a part of that. But it really is how, how do we help activate the Spirit of God inside of us so we can better represent Jesus to this world that so desperately needs him. And I want to let you know, I don't have the answers, but I know Jesus does. And I know he's called us together for something more than just gathering on a Sunday morning or a Thursday night. And he's called us together not just to learn more things to like, hey, look at how much I've learned. Our learning really should be about activating something in us so we can take this light into this dark world. Okay, that's what God wants from us. Can I tell you what God has for us? You see, when we wake up in the morning and we say, Jesus, you and me, guess what? In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Oh my, are you missing joy? Then invite Jesus into your day. In his presence is peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Do you have worry? Do you have fear? Be close to Jesus. And he says, guess what? I will flood you by his spirit with peace. To take away your worry, to take away your fear. Also in his presence, what he has for us is acceptance. So when we mess up, which you will mess up, you say, Good job practicing the truth. I know your flesh got the best of you today. Come here. Let's learn from that. How did you get there? I know you started relying on yourself when I was here waiting for you. I could have helped you. That's okay. Let's, let's practice walking in the truth again. Get up, brush you off. And he says, listen, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for practice. Keep working on it. Keep working on it. Because out of receiving from Jesus his love, his his peace, his joy, his acceptance, then flows this compassion for people around us. That our light begins to shine so bright.
I just don't want to go through the motions. This world cannot have us go through the motions. This world needs us to be a light for the world. To our homes, to our communities, to our schools. But what it means is that we can't check the box. We've got to say, I'm walking in step with the Spirit of God. That we have to say, you know what? I'm just not going to live for myself today. Live for my own, get through my list, check all my social media. I'm just going to go through the motions and your mind is going, your peace is going, that you're going to slow down. Say, it's you and me today, Jesus. Holy Spirit, what are we doing today? It's in that moment, it's in that fellowship that we experience his joy, that we experience his peace, that we experience his love and acceptance, that then his compassion begins to flood through us. And now the world begins to say, look at all these beacons of light that are pointing the way to hope, that are pointing the way to truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. That we need to continue to press in as the collective church to be beacons of light to this world. Yes, we need to be trained up. But know that you're going to be released into this world. No more checking boxes. But you and Jesus, the fellowship of saints with the fellowship with Jesus, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit are going to allow your light to shine bright. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace Capital Church to impact the communities around you, please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners.